A few weeks ago after morning prayer, Father Justice told the community to a prayer intention. A friend of his from his time in the north of Nigeria had been kidnapped along with another priest. Father Justice said that he had known this man, Father Joseph, for almost his entire life because this Father Joseph used to serve Mass for Father Justice when he was first in Nigeria in the 1960s. Thankfully, that Father Joseph has been, I learned yesterday, has been returned safely. Unfortunately, the priest he was with was killed by these kidnappers. As I was talking with Father Justice last night about this and giving thanks to God for the safety of his friend and praying for the soul of the priest who was killed, it was a visceral reminder of how to follow Jesus, we are always risking our lives. You and I don't know what it's like to live in an area where our physical lives perhaps are at stake. Maybe you are. But if you've grown up in the United States, you've probably not been threatened with physical or violence or harm because of your Catholic faith. But we are all called to witness. And to live our faith means that we are going to find ourselves in difficult situations. Relationships are going to be strained and tense. Even at times we're going to be accused of things because of our faith. And lest we think that all of the problems in the world lie outside of the church, it has been my experience that oftentimes the greatest frustrations, the greatest abuse can come from within. So even within the body of Christ, we challenge each other, sometimes unnecessarily, sometimes vindictively, in our following of Jesus. It is never easy to follow the Lord, to live our life with faith. And yet, St. Paul tells us in that beautiful second reading from the second letter to the Corinthians, we walk by faith and not by sight. But because you and I have known the challenges of following Jesus, the last year alone is enough of a challenge to follow Jesus when at a time the sacraments were not accessible or when it hasn't been able to be with community. We know well those challenges. And so though we desire to follow God with faith, we sometimes lean very heavily on our sight. We hedge. And sometimes we even sell short our faith in fear of what it might do in our lives. Because we recognize the struggle and the challenge. And we don't want to hurt or be hurt. We don't want to put ourselves in that situation where we're going to have to make a serious choice, maybe to end a friendship, or maybe to challenge someone who we've known our whole lives. And yet St. Paul again says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Brothers and sisters, the most important thing in our life is faith in God. It is the one thing that will last forever, to know and to be known and to love God. Everything else will fade away. And so we are challenged each and every day of our life. St. Paul says elsewhere, pray without ceasing to put God first in our life so that everything we do is an act of faith in God. Those acts need not be the largest or the greatest acts, but we simply are called to give of ourselves, to turn our hearts, our minds, and our souls toward God in everything that we do. This is how the world changes. Not through these huge and great things that everybody knows about, but through simple acts of faith. By giving of ourselves, by loving the people in our lives, by serving those in need. 
When we do those things again and again and again, we see how that mustard seed, that little insignificant gift of faith, seemingly, that was given to us in baptism, changes the world. Father Justice tells a story often when he first went to Africa, the Society of African Missions, the SMA Fathers, had a cemetery. And in the cemetery, there were all of these headstones of Irish priests, most of whom were 25 or 26, something like that, years old when they died. Here were men who were ordained a priest in Ireland, sent to Africa, and within a year or two, died. And in their lifetime, they never saw the fruit of their faith, the gift and the, uh, the fruit of the gift of themselves to the church. But because those priests kept going and sacrificing and offering their lives as an act of faith to God, the church now in that part of the world is flourishing. Not because they had earthly success, but because they walked by faith and not by sight. They hedged their bets on the Lord. They didn't allow the challenges and the realities of the world to be the thing that guided them, but their love of God in their heart. And because of that, it changed the world for millions of people. These obscure, unknown priests lost to history, their lives have helped change the world. So too for you and for me. We need not strive for earthly success or vindication, but to simply offer our life for something greater. To give without count or cause. To be creative and zealous in our response. Just this past week, Pope Francis wrote a letter to one of the, the cardinals in Germany who had, had offered his resignation in response to the sexual abuse crisis that's going on in their, in their country. And in the letter, that the Pope said to him, Basically, that all of us are called to conversion of heart, mind, and life. That if the institution, if preserving our own, and this is talking about the church, preserving our own you know, power or prestige in the world is most important, we have seen what happens. And so too in our own lives. When we put other things in front of our faith in God, we may have earthly power, success, honor, wealth, privilege, whatever you have, but we lose something of what makes life good, beautiful, and true. And so our Holy Father, from the very first moment of his pontificate till today, has been challenging each of us to look at every aspect of our life with the eyes of faith. Because with the eyes of faith, brothers and sisters, the worst the world has to throw at us, a man crucified innocently, put to death violently, is the means of our salvation. So too in our own lives. Those challenges, those crosses, those difficulties. Now, those are the things about which and through which redemption is wrought. But not only do we have to think long-term, we have to open our hearts to conversion, we have to be creative in our response of faith. And this is a challenge. Because each one of us, we wouldn't be here. Well, maybe the kids are here because mom and dad forced them to be here. We wouldn't be here if we didn't know the love of God. We wouldn't wake up. We wouldn't get dressed. We wouldn't come to Mass. We wouldn't make the effort if we hadn't been touched by the hand of God. And it's easy in those moments. Frankly, there's a temptation there to think that the way God touched my life is exactly the way he's going to touch yours. And therefore, we have to do the same thing. We can't change anything. We have to stay the path. And oftentimes, the path of life, the path of faith, as St. Paul says, it's not one guided by our earthly sight, but it's guided 
by the light of the Holy Spirit given to us in baptism. It calls us to new ways of sharing the gospel, of sharing the faith, of living our lives. And I think of this, and I've been thinking about this all week, in terms of how faith can so easily change the world when we're just faithful, when we just offer our lives and we're creative. But eight years ago in campus ministry, we made a decision to pivot entirely and spend an inordinate amount of time in just investing in one-on-one relationships, spending all of our time investing in a very few. And as we've grown, our ministry, praise God for that, and he's the source of all of those graces, more people have come to know the love of God through friendships, through relationships. And so they're able to turn in times of difficulty, tension, stress, to peers who have taught them how to pray, who have been with them, who will walk with them. And therefore, it helps those young people make better decisions when life is really a challenge or a struggle or they don't know to whom to turn. And the story that comes to mind is last fall, the first week of the school year, I got a text message from a student asking to meet tonight, this very night. And so, I, of course, I moved some things around so I could meet with her. And after about two minutes, I was like, okay, we caught up. Good to see you again. What's going on? And she said to me, Father, I'm pregnant. Everyone in her life, everyone in her life except the friends that she had made here told her to get rid of it. Oh, don't worry about it. Just go to the Planned Parenthood. Take care of that. You'll be fine. Every single person. But because she had come here and made friends, and because she made friends, she became Catholic. She became Catholic here at St. Paul's. And because she had become Catholic and got involved in a Bible study, she had made deep, meaningful friendships. Friends who knew and loved her. But the only people in her life who said, what can I do to help? How can I support you and this child? Were the friends that she was most concerned would judge her harshly. Her Catholic friends. Because they had been with her and they loved her and they knew her. And they knew the Lord. And because of those friendships, rooted in faith, that beautiful child of God was born the first week of May. Brothers and sisters, this is the reality of our faith. This is the reality of our ministry and mission here as a parish and as a people. If all we do in this life is save that one life, it is enough. It is enough. Because we walk and we walk by faith with the eyes of God. We don't know the way, but He does. And if we remain faithful and steadfast in following Him, not picking and choosing, but giving our whole hearts, minds, and lives to God, He will show us the way. And we may not know it in this life, like those Irish missionaries in Nigeria a hundred years ago, but our gift will be passed on to someone who will pass it on to two. And within a few generations, the fastest growing church in the world is in a place that a hundred years ago, many people had not even heard the name of Jesus. It's never easy to follow Jesus. But in baptism, he gave us not a mustard seed of faith. He gave us the perfect gift of faith. He gave us his very self and united us to himself. That is how much he loves us. That is how grand his gift is to us. And he's shown us throughout history. He takes this pity, pitiful little tribe, this obscure group of people, and he makes them his people. And from that, he makes himself one of us. What is he trying to do in your life? 
Turn your hearts. Open them to Jesus and say, I believe, but I know not the way. Lord, help me to see as you see. May my eyes, may my voice, may my heart, may my hands be yours. We walk by faith and not by sight. St. Paul says we aspire to please him whether we are at home or away. May everything we do start and end in the faith that God loves us, that God knows us, that God has a plan for us to flourish and be happy in this life and to achieve perfect happiness with him in the life to come.